Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. <laughs> Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Uh, ABC News' president, Kimberly Goodwin, has condemned former President Donald Trump about his comments about black people. Uh, she said that it's absolutely racist. I believe that The View also has that take. Um, the quote was that Trump was talking about getting indicted a second, a third, a fourth time. And that's why black voters are seeming to support him more than in the past, because it's something that happens to them. Now, the way that mainstream news media is representing this is that with no additional context. But I can actually play the audio of what Trump said. I think this was in South Carolina uh, over a week ago that actually provides the necessary context to this. And it absolutely is a conversation that's been going on for quite some time. Um, America has been dealing with the belief from uh, the black community that they are unfairly treated by police, that they are arrested uh, when they're innocent, that they are, you know, um, uh, definitely experiencing a different version of policing than white people. This is a conversation that's happening constantly. Uh, not even saying that I agree or disagree with aspects of it. It's just important context when you talk about this. And when Trump actually says it like this and not the way that ABC News and others are pretending he shaped this message. I think that's why the black people are so much on my side now, because they see what's happening to me happens to them. Does that make sense? I've heard that when I did the mugshot in Atlanta, you know, that mugshot is number one. Elvis Presley is... <laughs> Elvis Presley's number two and Frank Sinatra's they, they had friends. There's not many presidents who will make a, a joke about his mugshot. Frank Sinatra for fighting. And, and of course, not many presidents that have a mugshot. Elvis for, I don't know, something in a gas station. He tried to hold up a gas station. I don't know. <laughs> Elvis. So Elvis is number two, but he was always number one. My, my, the mugshot, we've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see, it's absolutely true, by the way. I remember after the mugshot came out, I was uh, doing radio at a different place, a place I do radio a lot. And I was playing audio from TikTok of young black men who were commenting on how cool they thought the mugshot looked. One guy even said that I hate Trump and I've, I've never I would never vote for him, yada, 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 and then puts up the mugshot and goes, but this is so cool. And I want to put this on a T-shirt. It's just a true thing. And again, it's it's an ongoing conversation that the left has very much uh, embraced and adopted and, and, you know, made their own and said that they're the only ones that are fighting to fix these injustices, these problems in our society. And Trump references it. Trump talks about it the same way the left does to a degree, of course, not entirely. And yet they're condemning him for it. It's sort of amazing to see. Uh, that you hear ABC News or anyone else um, claim as though the message was something totally different. And Trump is claiming that all black people are uh, arrested because they're criminals, as opposed to the actual conversation, which Trump is saying he's innocent and has been indicted. And people who uh, get arrested that are within a certain community uh, feel that they are disproportionately being treated. Uh, the amount of innocent that exists there uh, is larger than we would think it is uh, just based on the amount of arrests, whatever, whatever, however you want to say it. But it, it's amazing. 
because that twisting of these comments of these ideas is so consistent, so so often a byproduct of trying to shape Trump as the worst human to ever exist in the history of our time. Uh, one other thing real quick, and then I'll take a break. Uh, this is Howard Dean on MSNBC uh, talking about what he believes is the true difference between Donald Trump and uh, President Biden. And apparently it's a push-up contest. It's very different. Trump has more or less fixed the nomination. I mean, if you look at these primaries that are going on. By the way, I do love the fact that he starts off his take with uh, he's cheating and he's um, controlling the election result in the primaries. Weird take for the left to have. The, the one tomorrow, tomorrow, for example, most of the delegates are already going to be decided by a convention and which Trump is stacked. So I think there's going to be something like 16 percent of the delegates get assigned by the voters tomorrow and the rest is inside baseball. He did exactly the same thing. Uh, in the other states that he's running, he's he's rigged the, the election, rigged election so that only he can get enough. <laughs> I love that. He's he's cheating. He's he's changing all the rules at the last second. This is horrible. Delegates to win. Haley's hope has to be that she can present herself well as an alternative to Trump so that the convention can accept her. Should either Trump have a health problem, which he's certainly just as likely as a Biden to have, if not more. I mean, he's, I bet, I'll bet you anything that Joe Biden could beat the daylights out of Trump in a, in a push-up contest. That would be the saddest push-up contest to watch in all honesty. And Joe Biden wouldn't even really know what he was doing. I think during it, even if he was completing push-ups, he'd probably be unaware of why he was down there and why he was doing push-ups in the first place. What an odd comment, but honestly, all the fixed election stuff, is my favorite to hear from anybody on that side of the aisle. Quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Carl are hanging out as they do every single morning. Have you guys heard of ice football? Are you familiar with ice football? Oh, not at all. Okay, this is a thing in Germany. I guess they did it just before the Super Bowl here in the United States. It is exactly what you think it is. They do not have skates. These guys have like traction shoes for the ice and they try to play American football on a sheet of ice like they're playing hockey. I know it's in German. I know we're not going to understand it. Maybe a few listeners are going to understand it. But the call is amazing for a touchdown in the world of ice football. And just picture the guy running on ice the way all of us do, like so carefully, so methodically and slipping the whole time. Here's the German call that went viral all over the Internet. I have no idea what that means. That's um, taunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing, though. Like, we need this sport here in the United States. When they kick field goals, they fall over because you can't stay on the one foot. So they're kicking and the ball is, like, not going anywhere near uh, going through the, the upright. So it's just it's every part of uh, ice football is exactly what you need when the NFL goes into the offseason. Well, I'm thinking of the NFL being a quarterback-friendly league and your quarterback's falling on a sheet of ice <laughs> and separating uh, shoulders and, and tearing yes. ACLs and everything else. I was listening to that. I thought I was getting yelled at. I really did. <laughs> I thought I was getting punished for something that my hands yeah. were about to be slapped or you oh, know, yeah. I, I was going to be grounded. or Yeah, no, basement. it's intense. Uh, the German language wow. is intense in general. I'm not judging. I'm just saying that of all the angry languages out there, that one's fairly angry. <laughs> but the calls, you want to hear it again, Matt? Do you want to hear it one more time? Okay, here we go. Let's do that again. Es geht über. Da ist er. Es geht über. Kleines Nick 
ist sehr, sehr schöne Lauftechnik da. Das soll er sich sparen. Das ist arrogant. Das ist taunting. Das ist arrogant. I, I love that. So, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I'll bring yeah. back the sun, I promise. No, Whatever please. I did. Yeah. Uh, one other thing out there that I saw that I really like, but uh, ice football has got to be a thing. Uh, so I guess McDonald's has gone viral for a reason. Uh, someone discovered a abandoned McDonald's from the early 1990s somewhere in Alaska. The population of the place is like 154 people. So it's kind of amazing they ever had a McDonald's there. Uh, but the thing that's gone viral is the price of stuff compared to the price of stuff today. Do you want to get a little depressed with me on the air, Matt? Oh, please, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Missing Fantastic. the depression from my morning here so far. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to apply, uh, uh, oblige. Here are the prices on the old school menu. A Big Mac, $2.45. A Big Mac meal, $4.59. Six-piece chicken nugget, $2.35. Which, by the way, is expensive. Everybody had a 99-cent chicken nugget back in the day. McDonald's fought against that. Happy Meal, $3.36. Egg McMuffin, $1.95. Just for context, a Big Mac meal alone today now costs 18 bucks in some places. It was $4.59 in 1994. $18 for a sandwich that takes a quarter to make. That's the brilliant right. thing. Now, I, I, not to completely divert us here, but I, I'm thinking about, have you heard about Wendy's and the dynamic pricing they want to do yes, with their boards? Yes, absolutely, and, I've heard. Yeah, what this is, is uh, Wendy's is going to have an electric board at their drive-thru, and it's changing depending on what time of day it is and what the demand yes. is for those sandwiches. So if you're trying to get a sandwich during lunch hour, uh, the price could be higher. Now, yeah, it's I, crazy. I, I wonder if you could have dynamic pricing here in a town of 400 at McDonald's. What would happen <laughs> if somebody just, you know, in their truck, they're just doing their thing, having a lunch, and all of a sudden they have a $7 Big Mac. I, right. I mean, a, a fist would go through the message board, yeah. I would imagine. I, you know, I love that, too, because what is, uh, you know, a, a flood on a McDonald's with 100 and something people? Is it like four? If you have four customers, <laughs> you're like, we got to dynamic price this, man. It's crazy. You're either there at the Sunrise Cafe, one or the other. Yes. Uh, exactly. A, a small town Alaska. You can't. I, I want to put one other thing out there in the world, and I don't want anyone to shoot the messenger here. This, it's not my fault that this study came out. It was a group of dudes that did this research, and it's about women, and so I feel like I'm going to get in trouble, but I, I don't care. We're going to do it anyway. I, I love uh, this headline, and then I'll explain what it means. There are more female psychopaths than we previously believed, according to research done in the UK oh uh, by some professors there. Uh, apparently, the amount of male to female psychopaths was believed to be very high, like a six to one, uh, six, you know, male psychopaths for every one female. But that's actually not true. Their claim the ratio is about one point two to one because female psychopaths, according to these scientists, behave differently. Their characteristics are different. Men are more aggressive uh, when they have a lot of issues in their mind. Uh, women are a little bit more Manipulative, according to the science, according to the researchers. No one attacked me for this. And I'm already, again, worried at all the things I'm saying. Uh, but some of the traits of a psychopath are people who have no empathy, uh, people who seem willing to do pretty much anything. But again, previous studies have been flawed because we weren't looking for the right things, depending on the gender of the psychopath. You got anything for this, Matt? I mean, easy. I've called half of my exes a psychopath at one point or another, and that's why I'm sick. <laughs> no, it's this study. It's dumb. I mean, come okay. on. You know, it's men are just as culpable as women in any relationship, yes. and I know I am as well, if not more so. I mean, <laughs> and what does it do for you? Even if it was true, I mean, boy, she might be a psychopath. I don't want to date her. You know, it's it, the value of the information isn't sure. there for me. I mean, sure. you don't date or you don't meet somebody uh, thinking unless. 
unless it's online. And, and granted, there are is a world of online dating and, and social media that you have to well, worry about and protect your kids from. But I'm saying, yes. you know, if you're meeting somebody for the first time, that maybe shouldn't be the immediate thought in your head, especially no, no, no. if you really like her, you know. For sure. And honestly, all the study was saying is that it was more even than we previously believed. We thought a lot more men were psychopaths than women before. But let me try one more sentence on you, and then we'll move on from this and you'll do some traffic. In the study, it says... Female psychopaths tend to use words rather than physical violence to achieve their aims, differing from how male psychopaths tend to operate. I will say, and not my lovely, beautiful wife, I'm not complaining about her, but at times in other relationships, the the sniper of words occurred and I was not as good at it. And I think I've even heard comedians joke about how you don't even understand the shot that was taken at you till hours later as a guy, when you're rethinking what was said, you're like, wait a minute, what did they say to me? That seems like a skill set that I, I haven't come across as often on one side of the, the you know, uh, sex aisle or whatever I'm going to call that. Uh, it's, it seems to be a skill set that's more common in the ladies. It's the ability to tear not, you down with a word. Go we're ahead. not born with it, Craig. We're, we no. don't have that skill set. You know? They are always a step ahead. They're smarter than we are. We can do the best we can. We it's go. always a losing battle. That's what it Fantastic. is. <laughs> and we love you, ladies, and we're totally wrong. Oh, I guess is what Lord. we're both saying. Matt, do some traffic. So submissive, right? Looking at falling <laughs> power cables at southbound cap. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. What, coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Management Show, Sunday mornings here on WIBC at 9 a.m. My name is Craig Collins, filling in for Tony Katz in the morning news. A couple things out there that seem very important. Uh, First, even though uh, Biden and the politicians are telling you that the economy is great, that everything's wonderful, that... There's nothing to see here. Uh, Consumer confidence fell yet again. It's continuing to slip every single month. Uh, It dropped the consumer confidence index to 106.7. That is revised from 110.9 in January. A lot of other uh, signals of a potential recession uh, appear to be in this data. Short-term expectations for income, um, business, and job market fell to 79.8 from 81.5 last month. Essentially, across the board, all of the numbers that matter in the world of how you and I think about uh, the likelihood of things getting better or worse for us over the course of the year uh, just keeps going down. Uh, the current conditions view for most consumers went down 147.2%, or excuse me, um, is the rating there from 1549 And finally, consumer spending accounts for about 70% of the U.S. Uh, economic activity. So economists pay close attention to consumer behavior to measure the likelihood of, of growth or loss within our our economy. Uh, Consumers are also resorting to creative strategies to stretch their budgets specifically for food as grocery prices do continue to increase. Sure, the cost of some things may be finally going in a different direction. And sure, they're telling us that inflation is cooling off. Uh, It's not stopping and prices are still high. Uh, Inflation is just incapable, I think, of having record-setting month after record-setting month for four years. Uh, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics said consumer prices rose 3.1% from January 2023 to January 2024. The typical U.S. household now needs to pay $213 more a month just to purchase the same goods and services. And Americans are paying on average 605 more each month when compared to the same time two years ago. And 1,019 more compared to three years ago. Uh, before the inflation crisis began. I wonder who was in office three years ago and who's in office 
now. But obviously, prices have changed. Um, struggles are are real. Americans are putting a lot more debt on credit cards. Uh, Americans are trying to figure out ways. I think there's more, uh, you know, short term loans uh, that are just to to consolidate debt than we've seen before in our society. Uh, these are the real things. These are the things that matter. When the politicians tell you that the economy is great and Bidenomics is something that we should be happy about, we have to look with our own eyes at what's actually occurring in our daily lives, and it's not good, and it doesn't bode well for the future. All right, one other thing I want to play real quick before I take a break. Uh, this is Tucker Carlson. He sat down with Lex Friedman, and I really enjoy uh, Lex Friedman's podcast, even if I don't agree with him on some stuff. I do believe that he's someone who's willing to, to hear from uh, someone with completely opposite viewpoints of his on a wide variety of topics, and then debate them with respect. Uh, allow someone to make the entirety of their point before coming back and making his own point. Uh, there's something really great about it. And Tucker Carlson did this uh, podcast recently. And one thing that Tucker Carlson laid out that's absolutely going viral all over the internet is how, in fact, he believes the 2020 election was stolen. That's the word he uses. Not going into additional detail about the things that you've heard from the former president, stuff like ballot stuffing and whatnot, but actually just looking at the very simplistic, very broad strokes idea as to how this election was was rigged to benefit the Democratic Party. Here we go. It was 100% stolen. Are like you Like it was rigged to a, that large of a yeah, they, they completely change the way people vote right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do. So in that way, it was rigged, meaning like and then, manipulated. Then you censor the information people are allowed to get. Anyone yes. who complains about COVID, which is like, by the way, it might have hurt Trump. But I mean, it's like, or whatever. I mean, you could play it many different ways. You, you can't have censorship in a democracy by definition. Here's how it works. The people rule. They vote for representatives to carry their agenda to the capital city and get it enacted. That's how they're in charge. And then every few years, they get to reassess the performance of those people in an election. Right. In order to do that, they need a they need access, unfettered access to information. And no one, particularly not people who are already in power, is allowed to tell them what information they can have. They have to have all information. Yeah, it's actually scary when we start to accept the idea that those in power can tell us what to believe and what not to believe. That's essentially state media in a bunch of other countries. So that is an excellent way to lay out what many, many more Americans would agree with and not try to argue and fight tooth and nail. You don't need to tell me about what happened behind closed doors or late at night or all of that stuff. You need to tell me about the basics, the fact that a whole bunch of states changed the way in which people vote to be mail-in as opposed to in-person, didn't have the infrastructure to pull that off the way that states that rely on it uh, did, and did it in a way that's not necessarily actually on the up and up, essentially taking executive action and other orders that didn't have this process approved in certain states by, well, the state legislature. So there's a bunch of things that happened that made it a ridiculously unfair election in that uh, regard. And then, of course, beyond that, the censoring of information. He only talks about COVID. Hunter Biden's laptop feels like a relevant part of that equation, too. Uh, but that stuff all matters. And that stuff all allows Tucker Carlson to say, of course, the election was rigged and stolen without necessarily having ballots stuffed in at the you know late night. I know that a lot of people believe that. I'm not telling you you're wrong or right about that. I'm telling you that it's not even that hard to argue this point with your friend who thinks you're totally wrong. A quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz in the morning news, 93 WIBC. Tony 
Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in for the next few days. Uh, Tony Katz is traveling to Israel and will be reporting from there starting tomorrow, uh, which is just ridiculously cool. So you will hear from Tony and then I'll be in as well uh, starting tomorrow. All right. uh, You have Matt, you have Carl hanging out with me as they always do. Uh, A clueless lottery winner has finally claimed a $135,000 prize. Uh, The reason I love this story so much is a woman bought a ticket from a gas station five months ago, put it somewhere and sort of forgot about it. And her husband for five months has been asking her to check it. He was like, you got to check it. You got to check the lottery ticket. She's like, we didn't win. He's like, just just go ahead and check it. Find it and check it. She finally does it. And boom, $135,000 richer because they definitely were a winner in a hit five. I think this happened in Washington state. Uh, The guys can be right sometimes, people. This seems like a good uh, sign. I love it when there's communication in a marriage, in relationships, yes. you know, and, and I think you got to work together as a team like that. That's sure. how marriages last. I, I know this. Um, yes. You know, get on him and, and check the lottery. Just do what she says, just man. That's it. all you have to do. Just yeah, do what just, she says. Just, right. Just look at it. Just see if it's all right. Uh, I love that you mentioned marriage a second ago because another story I have in front of me says, who's more likely to gain weight after getting married, men or women? And the answer is profoundly men. Uh, they're likely to put about 5.2% onto their body mass index over the first five years of a marriage. Uh, women see almost no uh, discernible, studyable gain within that same period. They call it happy fat, that the guy is married now and he's letting himself go a little bit because he's content in his relationship. So who's more likely to start mailing it in after you get married? That's the question. <laughs> yes. in the happy fat is an excuse just to go do whatever you want. I it's guess like, so. well, I got what I want, honey. Yeah. I, you know, I'm good. I, you know, I, I love that way of trying to like win the argument. If the missus is saying, come on, you're putting on a little bit of weight. You got to get back into it. Be like, this just shows you how much I love you. This stomach right here is just the love I have for you getting added to my body. I'm so happy right now. Being, <laughs> yeah. being heavier. <laughs> Uh, I'm so full and happy. Pass the Cheetos. That would be great. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is I, the future of our marriage. I saw, I saw another story that I liked a lot. This is about parents. Uh, they were lured to a Scottish Willy Wonka-inspired experience that was being advertised online using artificial intelligence. The AI was enhancing the experience. So if you looked at it online, you saw something that seemed amazing. When you got there, it was an empty warehouse with no candy in it and a few decorations Willy Wonka inspired. So parents are furious and demanding refunds. I mean, what could go wrong? I'm hearing AI, Willy Wonka's <laughs> chocolate factory, which, by the way, was booby trapped to hell. It um, was. You can't. You couldn't eat the chocolate. No. You couldn't go. If you went into the wrong room, you would get crushed into the ceiling. So you know, <laughs> just let AI take care of all that. You know, right. AI will build you. Ca- I mean, it'll be like the movie The Cube, where you try to escape the, the different death rooms. Yeah. It'll be. I love describing uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory as booby trapped to hell, like a Home Alone house. It was, so it was the bad. same exact experience. Man. Yeah, don't go on Christmas. It's even no, worse. definitely. <laughs> there, there are sharks, sharks in the chocolate. Oh, oh, it's going to be bad. All right. One other thing With I have. Lasers. This is a piece of audio that I love a lot. This is a dog. His name is Buster. He really wants to jump in a hot tub and it's gone viral because his owners really don't want him to jump in a hot tub before I even hit play on the audio. Do you know who won that battle? The dog or the people? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell I want to listen first and then I'll guess. Okay, here we go. What did you do? No. Hey. No. Put that leg down. Buster, didn't we say not to get in a hot tub? Ah, uh, the dog won. The dog won of that course. fight. Yeah, yeah. 
I love the splash sound effect, by the way, if I play that whole thing again, because that's not, that wasn't added in. That's that's the real version of the dog uh, belly flopping into the hot tub. Do not get in that hot no. tub. That's as much as you do. No. Hey. Please. No. Put that leg down. Didn't we say not to get in a hot tub? Uh, I didn't care. Uh, uh, anything else with that, Matt? Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I want to know is. what the dog's reaction was when he got into the hot tub. Did he hop back out because the hot tub is hot? Yeah. The dogs, not, dogs don't like baths. Why is he trying to get into the hot tub? Because they were in there. Oh, the okay, dog right, wants to go where sense. the people are. Yeah. I think that's all it is. But yes, he jumped right back out because it was too hot for the dog. Oh, all right. Okay. that That's it for me today. A great job, uh, Matt. Great job, Carl. Uh, happy to hang out with you guys. See you guys tomorrow.